really, I'm really, really contemplating uh, uh, investing in a bidet at this rate. I've honestly like so when I went to Spain, they had one in the place that we rented, and I like couldn't figure it out how to use it. But I was like, I desperately want to try this, and I didn't know if that made me gay or not. But no. I really Amanda, wanted to try it. Amanda's mom has one because I went over to her house to have breakfast one day, and I looked down, and there's like this little nozzle that tips up, <laughs> yeah. and you can control the pressure. It's like. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like I, three I happy hear... faces, and all of a sudden you've got <laughs> a fourth happy face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Welcome in to Fantasy Unclean. I'm surrounded by a bunch of idiots here. My name's Rich. I'm surrounded by Scott Robley and Kevin Carvel, again, also known as Frodo. Yes. Today we are talking everything NFC and nothing AFC. Well, probably nothing AFC. I have a delicious bacon Bloody Mary. I have a root beer alcoholic, uh, what is it, grog? Grog, yes. Not gronk, grog. Grog, yeah. Do we we know what, what the name of it is? I think it's grog. Well, I mean that's what the name of the liquor is, but we need uh, we need to start telling people what we're drinking so that that's way we can get some sponsor call. money. <laughs> that's a great call. And we have tens of listeners, guys. We can money. we can and, command and, and paps that came all over you. Yeah, yeah. screw just a little bit. The shot right <laughs> in the face, which at least we're used to. So we are talking uh, NFC divisions. We're going to go over each division quickly and uh, talk about who we like, who we don't like, where we think they're going to finish. And that's about it. Let's uh, start with the NFC North today. All right. So uh, really what we're doing, what I'm doing here is I'm just going to point out a couple of different players that I think are um, uh, pretty good value picks. And then uh, specifically the guy that's uh, um, get the most likely to bust uh, there uh, based on picks alone. So, uh, okay. <laughs> so we're going to start off with the Bears. Uh, so the Bears uh, is... is the Bears. The Bears. He had a heart attack on camera. He's like, what's that? that makes a baker's dozen there, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> All so, right. So, do we know who the official starter is yet for the Bears? Do we care? No, not really. I mean, yeah, I not, was going to say we're that, not drafting that, quarter, that either that, of those quarterbacks. It doesn't really matter as far as uh, your quarterback go. I mean, you, I think I think you like Foles more because you've seen him do some things, and you have yet to see Trubisky do a lot of. Uh, a he lot had of a stretch of like six games. You pronounce sure. Turd Bisky. Turd Bisky. I'm sorry. That's that speech impediment coming through. All right, so uh, really, what you've got is you've got uh, you've got a couple of star players here. Uh, and literally, I mean a couple. By star players, I mean Allen Robinson. Sure, that's a star player. And then you have David Montgomery as a star player. So he he's he's not been your stellar player um, in the past. He's not been what we want him to be. What's the what's the guy? The, the, uh, oh, what's what's the homeboy from footballers that loves him? Oh, Jason. Jason loves him some opportunity, um, but the but the truth is is that he's not shown up um, due to a number of reasons, some of which are in his control, some of which are out of his control. Um, but I actually like uh, I like my opportunity, or I guess I can't really call him opportunity because it's not trademark, but kind of douchey to take somebody else's true story. I like uh, I like DM. Let's go with DM. I like DM because uh, what he can do is give you upside slide right in there he can yeah. slide right on he can slide right in there fucking a awesome 
Yeah, yeah. So uh, DM has uh, some opportunity. Um, he's he's had he's had the carries. He hasn't had. He's not going to ever get you three hundred carries. Uh, he might get you to two hundred or two hundred and fifty carries. Um, I don't actually remember what he had last year. If the offense can just stay on the field a little bit more, that would help a ton. That would be a ton, and a lot of it comes from the quarterback play. Yeah, if you can't sustain drives. You can't. Yeah, when you know that your quarterback can't do anything, you know you can just load the box, stop the running back, and you basically stopped the Bears' offense last year. Right. He had he had two hundred and forty carries last, two hundred forty two carries last year, and seven touchdowns, and that's. Yards? Uh, eight hundred and ninety. That's terrible. Eight eighty nine. So he had he had all the carries in the world. He had uh, he only had two fumbles. He had uh, he had twenty five receptions. So he he's got room to grow. And so I think what we have here is currently being drafted as the RB twenty four um, in the seventh round. And so what you can do there with David Montgomery is you can actually get yourself some upside. I don't think he's gonna fall below that. He's not gonna get. He's still the main guy there. He's still the main. He's still your main running back. He's going to come in at about running back twenty-five, but he's not going to come in at running back thirty or thirty-five. He's going to come in above twenty-five. I think his upside is uh, tremendous. Still, um, he had uh, he he played all sixteen games, two hundred and forty-two carries, eight hundred and ninety yards. Uh, with 25 receptions. His reception count will probably go up because that's the way the NFL is going. Um, Tyreek Hill, or Tyreek Cohen, Tyreek Cohen? Yeah, yeah. Tyreek Cohen. Tariq Cohen uh, is still there. He's always the human the joystick. Yeah, he's he's always going to get those receptions. He's going to be there on the third down to get those, but um, I think Montgomery keeps improving. Um, he's thinner. He's uh, a little bit quicker this year out of cleaning camp, um, and I think he's got a lot of upside potential there. But I don't think he's got the downside there. So you're drafting him at his, what I believe to be pretty close to his floor. Um, so that's what you love about him. Alan Robinson, on the other hand, you're going to pay a little bit of a premium to get him in the third round. Um, and uh, uh, with wide receivers, uh, with wide receivers right there at the top, the hard thing with them is uh, the difference between the 11th placed uh, wide receiver, which was Allen Robinson, and the second place wide receiver was only 18 points on the season, which means that you don't need to spend that draft capital on him because the next guy's down, you're going to be able to catch. Um, and I think that there's, uh, I think he's a fine player. He's gonna he's gonna get you wide receiver one um, at best, high uh, you know uh, back end wide receiver one. Uh, top end wide wide receiver two uh, numbers, but he is. But you're drafting him as a wide receiver one. But if you're looking at him at the back of the third, top of the fourth, depending on how it falls. Yeah, who's going around? Some him? guys that are going behind him. Well, I guess one guy going right in front of him would be Juju. Which between the two of those, I would take Robinson. Uh, some guys going after him though: DJ Moore, Amari Cooper, Cooper Cup. Cup. Definitely. Calvin Ridley, Robert Woods. I would take, uh, I can't take Amari Cooper, just personal bias, but I would take all the rest of those guys over Allen Robinson. Exactly, exactly. Based on his quarterback. Right. If Allen Robinson was on a different team, he's a different player. Sure. Allen Robinson played phenomenally in his first couple seasons with Jacksonville with Blake Bortles as his quarterback. I mean, his talent is right there. Right. If it wasn't for him hurting his knee like the first game, he would have had a phenomenal second season or third season, whatever it was. And when Trubisky was actually playing well a couple of years ago, he was a great receiver. Yeah. Counter to what you're drafting DM at, Allen Robinson, you're drafting at his upside. Um, David Montgomery, you're 
grafting at his floor, I think. And so it's all about it's all about getting that value out of him. And and I don't I, I it's nothing bad against Allen Robinson. I like him. I just think that you drafted him too high. You're drafting him at the the high end of what you're getting and he's not CMC. You draft CMC at number one position, you're gonna get the number one you're gonna get the number one fantasy football player. So so there's the value is there. But Allen Robinson in the third round is just it's too much. Too much for me. Especially for if you run a running back heavy team and you're drafting him as your number one right wide receiver. Exactly, exactly. I'm not comfortable with him being my number one. Nope. Nope. Nobody feels good about that. There's at all. a lot of other guys that I would, I would rather much have rather. I would rather have uh two solid wide receiver twos as my starting wide receivers. So um and a couple other key key mention uh key mentions there is Tariq Cohen's always there. He's always gonna hang around. Um but nobody really cares unless you're in a pretty deep league. Um, if he's going to, I mean, is he a flex play maybe? Um, yeah, he can certain weeks yeah. depending on the matchup. Right. Uh, Jimmy Graham is being drafted at the 168. So he's in the 17th round and um, nobody cares. Um, yeah. Anyway, so you've got Jimmy Graham there who's doing nothing, who's going to continue to do nothing, but he's going to cost a lot of money to do nothing. But the sort of the sneaky pick there is uh, possibly Cole Komet. Um, he's uh, he's that rookie tight end. He's the top end, top tight end to come out of the draft this year um there's a lot of potential for him tight ends rookie years it's scary all that stuff just something to keep an eye on he's he's being he's going to be undrafted so you might be able to pick him up and stash him if you've got the room um because tight ends suck i mean as we're probably going to go around the table and figure out today that all tight ends suck it's just too hard of a position to pick for anything else for the bears so draft their defense draft defense yeah yeah, I don't want anybody else. And you got to hope that the offense plays better because the defense gets worn out and they didn't play nearly as well last year as they did before because they were on the field all of the time. Right, and at, and as much as that could be on Trubisky and much as that could be on Montgomery and the offensive line and they should have done more to improve the offensive line, some of it's just on coaching scheme too. Yeah. Nagy's got to do better. And so. they, they didn't use Montgomery very well in the first part of the season last year. So, Okay. So uh, next we're going to talk about the Lions. Uh, the Lions, a couple of guys on my list to pay attention to are obviously Kenny Galladay. You've got Marvin Jones. You've got Matt Stafford, TK Hawkinson, um, DeAndre Swift, and um, oh, carry uh, um, on. Carry on, my wayward son. Carry on Johnson uh, are also out there. Um, so those are, your, those are your key fantasy players with, the, with this team. And um, specifically for me, what uh, what a lot of people are gonna remember is that Kenny Galladay had just a pretty monster year last year. He's uh, he's being drafted right now as the uh, in the twenty fifth position, so he's going in the third round, middle of the third round. Um, and what he's doing here is the 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 concern with him is I'm not sure that he can keep up with what he what he had last year. He had sixty five receptions last year. The top five players. He was the sixth player on the list as far as wide receivers. He finished sixth. Yeah, and he's uh, coming off seventh as far as wide receivers. Yeah, and and he had uh, he had sixty five he had sixty five receptions um, going uh, one through five. Uh, Michael Thomas had uh, one hundred and forty nine eighty six receptions, ninety nine receptions, ninety four receptions with Cooper Cup, and then uh, one hundred and four receptions with uh, Hopkins. So then in sixth place, you've got. Uh, Kenny Galladay. He had more touchdowns than all of them, so there's going to be some regression there. Um, he had uh, a little. He about had about as many yards as Cooper Cup and DeAndre Hopkins, um, but 
I think the main concern there is that can he hold that touchdown? Uh, can he hold that? Um, yes. Can he hold that position? The reason why is he played over half, almost half the season without Stafford. Right. So if Stafford plays all season, he was on par for over five thousand yards and like thirty-five touchdowns or forty Blau, touchdowns, something like that. He was still. I mean, I had him seen. He was still right up there. Um, you're paying for him, but he yeah. can be worth it. So, so that's the question. Then is sorry. Let me confirm that. Yeah, 65 receptions last year. Uh, he caught 50 percent of it, about 50 percent of his passes, um, and that's from. Uh, uh, so, if he's got Matt Stafford back, he's certainly gonna he's gonna see a bump in targets. You would think. Um, I'm curious if those if that stat goes up. If you look at just the Matt Stafford targets, good question. It's a good question. We don't have that technology. Because um, we're too cheap to pay for it. The uh, so with uh, so with Kenny Galladay, you're drafting him in the third round. He's going to be your number one wide receiver. There's no question about that. You've got to contend with Marvin Jones coming out of it, but that's a late tenth. That's a tenth round. So so with Marvin Jones going in the tenth round, right? Yeah, back of the eighth, eighth, ninth round, somewhere. Okay, in there. so it could tenth. fall to tenth though. Sure. So if you've got so if you've got Marvin Jones going in. Um, I don't know. I guess uh, for 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 Galladay, you said he was seventh last year, and then sixth this year. No, sixth last year, and he's going seventh overall right now. Seventh uh, wide receiver. Overall. Seventh seventh receiver off the board. Yeah, he has been consistent. He had seventy receptions a year prior, and still a thousand yards. Now his touchdowns were only five, but right. So that's the regression that I'm wondering that comes in um would you take mike evans over him? i wouldn't take no because but i don't like i don't like tampa bay would you take adam thielen over him no no would you take odell no no then he's pretty I, I, much he's I'm, pretty much where he needs to be then I'm yeah those are the high, those I'm are the three guys following following him I, I was listening to another podcast it was mostly all dynasty around and and falling where money was high end like high stakes fantasy players where it's like Five thousand dollar buy-ins, ten thousand dollar buy-ins. They're drafting Kenny Galladay number five overall in for wide receivers. They're way high on him, which begs if if you're willing to gamble that amount of money, you're probably expecting something pretty big out of the guy. Right, you've probably assumed that they've done their research, and I'm assuming you would take. Obviously, Michael Thomas is going to be one, should be the first receiver off the board. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you guys taking Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins before him? Adams scares me. I don't know why, but I De- Devontae Adams, I'm, I've never tried to have on the team. I agree. I'm, I'm not the guy that likes wide receivers. That's, that's the truth. Is uh, that talking about our biases from our last episode? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a running back heavy team, and so the idea of picking, um, picking a wide receiver early, high, high like this at a third round is still fine, but. Um, I just, I would be okay with him being my wide receiver one personally. Would you, Fredo, would you take Chris Godwin over him? Yes. That's one player that I would take over. over So he's, he's listed sixth right now in in ADP as far as, yeah, Yeah. as far as coming off the board for wide receivers. I mean, in our dynasty, Kenny Galladay was my first receiver I took and I wanted him. I reached a little bit for him. I did. I, I wanted to make sure he got there. Right. 
I think I, th- I think I think I took him in the third round. My because I, I went, I got Miles Sanders. Then when when I came back around for my three hundred two, I took Kenny Gallo. So the guys that you really want to stay away from on the, I think on the uh, on the Lions here is you want to stay away from the running backs because the running back situation there is just a mess. You got Carryon Johnson who was supposed to be the guy, um, and then he just couldn't do it. And now you've got uh, DeAndre Swift coming in who's supposed to be a pretty good ball player, um, and and now you've got. Uh, you've got carry on who couldn't quite pick up the ball and run with it um, coming in and splitting time because they said that they're going to um, uh, Patricia's going to just uh, do a timeshare with them. And so by the end of the season, season by the middle of the season, you could find out that DeAndre is going to be the guy there. Um, but I think it's going to take half a season to get there. So I think. And are you willing get... to spend a fifth round pick on him for that? Right. That, that, that are those 12 teams. Yeah. So yeah, he, uh, DeAndre Swift's going 65th overall. So um, in a 10-team league, that's a seventh-round pick, um, and um, and I just th- that's that's kind of a risk. That's kind of a risk. If he falls a little bit, maybe like you don't mind taking a stab at that. But he's going to be sitting on your bench for a little while because you just you're sure, especially without a preseason to, to show what he can do. Do I think in a year from now it's going to be Swift? Yeah, I think it is. But um, right now, I just don't. Th- I don't. I don't think you can take a stab at either of those guys. Uh, let me see. What is uh, what is Carrion going at? Carrion's going at uh, 103. So he's uh, early 10th round in a 10 team and uh, ninth, middle of the ninth round in a 12 team. Sure. So uh, I think uh, I think your best uh, I think one of your one of your, your one of your best bets here is um, to target Matt Stafford as your late round QB. He's going, he's going, I think he's ranked as the 12th QB, uh, being drafted as the 12th ranked QB. And if he can, if he can maintain a full season, he's going to be middle of the pack, uh, four, five, six. Uh, and he likes chucking the ball. He loves chucking. He hucks it. He chucks it. It's, it's something to watch, man. Yeah. I don't think he can break top three, but no. he could, he could easily get. Top 10. Yeah, he'll easily he'll be, be top 10 if he'll he plays be an all easy season. top 10. He is tough as fuck. Oh, he yeah. played through a broken back. Well, yes. Yeah, well, the game he finished, he couldn't feel his left arm yeah. at all and won it with a touchdown. Came and back and won it with a touchdown, yeah. One of the best videos. Okay, so we move on to the Packers. And with the Packers, uh, you, you want to avoid, I think, Aaron Rodgers because you just don't know what's going on with Aaron Rodgers right now. Um, he's going to be, uh, he's getting drafted late rounds. Um, he's being drafted as the QB 13, which, I mean, your upside with that is just, I mean, you know, he's, he's an MVP caliber quarterback that can, that can put up MVP numbers, but they're just not, they're not passing the ball anymore like they used to. So, uh, so I don't know. Do you, do you want, there's not many QBs that you want on a run heavy team. And there's a lot of quarterbacks after him that I'm more interested in. Who's coming after him? On this, Carson Wentz, Matthew Stafford, Cam Newton, Big Ben. I mean, if you're willing to take a stab, if Baker can reemerge, Joe Burrow, Jared Goff. Ryan Tannehill. Yep. All these guys are people that I would probably draft over. And all of those guys have pretty safe jobs now. So there's a, there's a, there, there is, there is the potential for narrative here where Aaron Rodgers gets super pissed off and wants to prove everybody wrong that drafted Jordan Love. The problem is last year he the only time he performed really well was against subpar defenses. Right. And I'm not willing to take that chance. I mean Is Aaron Rodgers of your 
gone. I think in a way, yes. I also think part of that is team mentality too. Let me ask you this. If Aaron Rodgers could find any other job in the uh, in the NFL, what would be his best location? Niners. Yeah. I think the Niners, right? Yeah. I think the Niners would be just the number one spot for him. He'd have a solid defense. He'd have a pretty decent receiving core, assuming they're all healthy. Can you imagine if he actually went to the Browns with their receiving core too? Sure, sure. I mean, even pretty... even that, keep him in division. Put him at, at the Bears. Yeah. God, Allen Robinson would go through the roof. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're looking at him as, as the 3, 4, 5, somewhere in there as far as receivers. If you're looking at Devontae Adams as 2 right now, which is most people's – Average draft, draft position, have him second receiver off the board. Yeah, my tune would change a little bit on Allen Robinson if we've got Aaron Rodgers hucking the ball to him. Absolutely. I mean, um, I, I mean Allen Robinson on almost any other top 10 quarterback team, on any other top 10 quarterback team, I'd change my tune. Yeah. Um, and so, so I think we all agree that Aaron Rodgers is a top 10 quarterback. I think we're just saying that uh, Aaron Rodgers on the, the Packers as they are right now, he's not. No, exactly. He doesn't have the opportunity there. So so then you move on to the running backs there, and the running backs are a little bit of a mess. Uh, but Aaron Jones was just a beast last year. He had 236 attempts, uh, 16 touchdowns. On 30, 236 attempts, he had 16 touchdowns, 68 targets. He had three touchdowns through the air. And so there's you, you're almost certain to have a little bit of touchdown regression there. And I honestly, I know there's a lot of people that, that are down on Aaron Jones, on Aaron Jones. And I actually thought when I started this that I would be too. But the more I looked at it, the better he looked to me. And I think he had just a ton of opportunity. And if he gets to keep that opportunity, if Dylan stays out of his way, then I think he's going to maintain. Now, you have to draft him super high. I think he's going as the seventh overall pick. Probably. I just don't like his disappearance. I'm sorry, not seventh overall pick. Uh, 22nd overall pick. Uh, seventh running back. Yeah. He his just he, he's like a roller coaster, it, to me. It's like he he'll have like a five touchdown game and then disappear, and yeah. Then come back, disappear. Yes, exactly. And so I'm that's just what, concerned with them drafting Dylan mm-hmm. that, that he's gonna get line. he's gonna get goal line work. He's that gonna dude get looks that like Groot. Like he just looks like a giant human being that will yeah. just run through the field. Right. And he's not slow. He's I was a just gonna fast ask guy. I was yeah. just gonna ask you guys if you knew if he was fast or not. He's a, he's a four five five in the forty. I don't know what that means because I'm so lazy. To give you an idea, Tyreek Hill ran a was a four three one something like that. What do I run? Like a six point five. Okay, so I'm pretty fast. So um, Adrian Peterson was a four four one at two hundred and ten pounds. Okay, AJ Dillon is two hundred and forty five pounds, and I think ran four five three. Four, five, three. Okay. He is faster than Derrick Henry and bigger. Derrick Henry, bigger? Yeah, he is wow. bigger than Derrick Henry. Jesus, man. So, uh, I mean, look. Okay, so so if you're looking at if you're looking at a value pick on this team, it's hard to find one. You've got Devonte Adams, who's a little bit of a uh, a question mark. He's being drafted as the wide receiver too um, on a team that doesn't like to throw the ball. Um, they're still waiting for somebody to pick up that second mantle, which means that you don't have a super talented second, third, and fourth wide receiver. So that means that you don't have, that means Devontae Adams is going to be covered all the time, but he's not Michael Thomas. He's not, 
Julio Jones. He can't he can't make that separation happen. He's got to have a little bit of help. So you have a pretty accurate quarterback, right? I mean, I think I don't think anybody's I don't think anybody's going to question whether or not Aaron Rodgers is still accurate. I think it's just a matter of can he put it in that dime spot for Devontae Adams every single time? Because Devontae Adams is going to be double covered almost every time. Lazard is pretty good. Yeah. But I don't think he's I don't think he's good enough to pull double coverage off of Devontae Adams, is he? Uh no. And if 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 they're more of a run first team, they're gonna stack the box, but that that means you're gonna have, you know, double coverage easily, safety over the top. I just don't see Devontae Adams really coming back up to where he was a couple years ago. But he scares me because a couple years ago is when Aaron Rodgers was really flinging the ball around, and now that is gone. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. Um, and so I think uh, so. If, I, I think if you had to pin me down on this one, I think what I'd say is um, uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to be a little bit of a uh, – he's going to be your trap on this team because he's got the name. He's getting drafted super late. And there's a lot of potential for him to come back and be the MVP Aaron Rodgers that we know. But the truth is, is that I think that those days are gone while he's in Green Bay, while he's in Wisconsin. So I think that I would have to say, as much as I hate it, because he's a high he's a high draft pick. Aaron Jones going in the early third third round at the 22nd overall pick on a 10 team league. Uh, he might be your value pick only because there's the potential for him to pick up more more carries. So with Aaron Jones, he with Aaron Jones, you have the potential for if they lean more into the run heavy team and he can start picking up a few more receptions. So uh, so if they can pick that up a little bit, I think there's some room there to pick up to balance out to regress on the on the touchdowns while still maintaining some points there based on the number of te- attempts going up and the targets going up if he can get a little bit more targets or a little bit more efficiency on receiving those targets. So Aaron Jones really was phenomenal last year phenomenal so if he can maintain that if aj Dillon steps back off of that then then i then i like aaron jones on this team as going to be um uh, a, a a pretty good uh, or i'm sorry not a pretty good a great running back picked up in the third round he can be an rb1 he can finish as an rb1 picked up in the third round and i think that's pretty good so uh, I guess your super value pick, if you want to take a flyer on somebody, is going to be A.J. Dillon, the guy that looks like a tree that can run apparently 80 miles an hour. So if you, that can, you can take super, super late. Super late. He's going undrafted right now. So if you can get him, if you can, if when you get him, you know that he's going to sit on your team for a long time before he's ready to play, uh, before you can trust that he's going to get the consistent carries that you want out of a starting running back on your team. Um, but but he might be a flex option depending on what they right. use him for as far as goal line. He may get all the touchdowns. There's no few yards, but a ton of touchdowns. There's there's easily a scenario on this team where I can see AJ Dillon finishing as an RB two, being drafted in the fifteenth round. That's ridiculous. So so there's a ton of upside. But the truth is, is he'll likely sit on the bench. He'll likely take uh, 50, 60, 70 carries this year, and he might be okay. And he might be. So if you're looking at Dynasty, you love this guy. You want A.J. Dillon. A.J. Dillon is sitting on a, uh, uh, on a pretty good team uh, with, uh, uh, with the, the heir apparent sitting there on the second team with him. He's going to be learning with Jordan Love. He's going to be in that. I think that's going to be a pretty good duo coming down the line once they do finally decide to move on from Aaron Rodgers and 
Aaron Jones because they're not going to pay Aaron Jones what he wants. I don't, I don't think they're ever going to do that. No, they're going to let him go. They're going to let him go. That's why they drafted A.J. Dillon. So, so Aaron Jones is going to be gone next year or the year after. I don't remember when. And then you've got A.J. Dillon there sitting in the wing. So if you've got a dynasty or a keeper, that might be a really good way to go. Just pick him up. All right, so then we circle back around, and we've got the Vikings. So the Vikings, the easy, the easy number one pick here, um, or uh, you know, uh, value pick here, is your top-end running back. Uh, Dalvin Cook. Uh, I think he's going number seven overall, and I would even take him higher if I if it was me. But that's because I value running backs higher than most people. So he can run, he can catch the ball. He's just pure awesome, and there's nothing really that's going to keep him in check this year except for health. If he can stay healthy this year, if he can continue to stay healthy, I think he played 15 games last year, which is a perfectly reasonable amount of games to play for a running back. If he can play in uh, 14 to 16 games this year, he's going to be uh, a top five running back again. And um, and I don't think there's really anything that's going to keep him from doing that. Um, he, he was, I think, the number seven running back last year, and he missed two games. That's what it was. He missed two games. Um, so if he can stay healthy for a full season, that's a full 30 to 40 carries that he didn't have last year. Um, which is, if, if you give him those 30 to 40 carries back, that's in line with uh, Ezekiel Elliott and Derrick Henry. Um, but he's better at receiving. Um, his talent is unparalleled. I mean, you can't question his his receiving ability and Rushing, I mean, it's it's all lies on his health. Dalvin Cook had 53, uh, 53 receptions and 500 yards receiving, and um, that kept perfectly on pace, if actually a little bit better than Christian McCaffrey. So that's not so bad. That's good company to keep there. Um, and so if you can maintain that, then you're going to be great. And if you can get him some more opportunities, because he missed two games. Christian McCaffrey had uh, 16 full games played. Dalvin Cook had 14. So if you can get him a few more games, which is, uh, I don't think he's played a full 16 games in his career, has he? No, not yet. Okay. Yeah, I didn't think so. <laughs> and usually we, you don't talk about handcuffs very much, but Alexander Madison mm-hmm. is a very very talented backup. He's a very capable backup, and if you're going to draft a high RB, you are going to want to scoop around. I don't know. Some people don't like to draft your hand your handcuffs. I typically do if I've got a top five pick, because if you've got a top five pick, you've got a lot invested into him, and you need to make sure that you've got that. He's but, also an outlier player, too, that can... I mean, if he goes down, it's not like a... It, some teams... If you lose Christian McCaffrey, I don't even know who the Bonifon. backup. Yeah, Bonifon. Yeah. He is right. not going to do the same thing Christian right. McCaffrey does. Right. Madison top, can. Yeah, if you think of the top five running backs, there isn't a backup there. I will draft Alexander Madison just to possibly throw him in the flex at some point. The, mean, the other option, though, as well is with Zeke is Tony Pollard. Tony if Pollard, Zeke goes yeah, down, yeah. Pollard has a chance. Has a Those chance. are like the two, though. I mean, it's... Wayne Gallman in a pinch, maybe. Yeah. Who's the guy down in uh, um, who was backing up Gurley last year? Henderson? Uh, he didn't even play backup. It was uh, Brown. It was, yeah, Brown. Yeah, yeah, Malcolm Brown, Brown did well. Um, but you didn't see anybody pick up the ball and run with no. that down there that you like you wanted to. Yeah, I guess the only other one is New Orleans with uh, you know Kamara and uh, Latavius. Latavius Murray. Mm-hmm. They were more of a one-two punch, but it's kind of been like that with when Mark Ingram was there. It was. You know, right, flash and power. Right, mm-hmm. right. Um, and then, uh, as far as as far as uh, who's your, um, yeah, Alexander. Just to jump back real quick, Alexander Madison is being drafted uh, one twenty two, so he's high enough on ADP that he's actually getting picked up 
um, consistently enough that which indicates that it's not even just as a handcuff like you're talking about, where yeah. he's an actual potential flex play, somebody that you can drop in on an uh, emergency basis. Especially with uh, um, Cook's contract situation. Sure, and as as I, I know that you're a little bit more contract sensitive now um, after that last guy. What was his name? Le'Veon Bell. That's it. So, fuck uh, him. <laughs> so there's there's. I on- stopped listening to Bell, who the Bell tolls, just because of that little fucker. <laughs> so uh, with your uh, uh, with your fantasy players uh, on uh, the Vikings being Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, Alexander Madison, maybe Cousins, if you're in a desperate there, situation. There's two that you might want to watch because their receiving core is kind of thin. Okay, what do you got? There, there's there's three guys on the Vikings right now. That I would absolutely take a look at. One is their tight end, not not um, not Kyle Rudolph. Not Kyle Rudolph. What's that? Isaiah? Not Isaiah. Um, Irv Smith. Irv Smith. He is a like a, a athletic freak. Yeah. Take a look at him, especially for late late tight end, basically. Yeah. And their other receiving court, there's BC, who who whoever know who the fuck BC was, um, BC Johnson, I think it is. Is there? Listed their number. Oh, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, Olabisi, yeah, Olabisi. yeah. Justin Jefferson was a freaking rock star in LSU. Right. He is probably one of the top NFL ready wide receivers. I would not be surprised if he absolutely starts torching people in in his first rookie he's season. St- he's still got Kirk Cousins to throw with. Wait, don't get me wrong. Kirk Cousins can throw. Uh, can uh, uh, can maintain? He's shown that he can t- maintain two wide receivers, um, and and I think in his peak year he had Thielen and what was the other guy's name? Stephon Diggs. Yeah, Stephon Diggs. So he had he had Diggs and Thielen, but beyond that, has he been able to maintain two at the same time? Yeah, but there's a lot of strife going on as well, and that that you know that can play. I what do you mean? I, between you know the receivers always bitching about you know right, it, which mostly was Stephon Diggs right. But they do lose the offensive coordinator, left, and is now in Cleveland. Right. So maybe they are going to open up a little more of the passing game. Sure, sure. And if you're if you if you have someone pulling, yeah, you're definitely covering Dalvin Cook. You're definitely covering Adam Thielen. Right. If Van Jefferson works from the slot. He could have some absolute phenomenal games, and if you draft him late in the round, is he? What's his ADP right now? Uh, it's uh, one thirty. So thirteenth round, yeah, it has a potential of at least an R uh, wide receiver too. Right, for sure. Okay, so there's a lot of upside with Justin Jefferson there. Um, you're getting him on the cheap, and um, you have a potential uh, guy to even un, uh, uh, you know uh, to dethrone uh, Adam Thielen. Um, Adam Th- isn't Adam Thielen kind of an old guy? Mm-hmm. He's yeah, up there. 30, yeah. 30, 31, something right, like that. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I hate the fact that I'm saying that he's an old guy and he's younger than me, but nonetheless, here we are. This is life. So Adam Thielen's getting up there a little bit. He's not going to have, uh, he's not going to be able to pull the attention that he used to. Um, and um, and, and I think the drop off on a wide receiver is going to be. This is when you start to see it. Uh, he's not quite the drop off that an RB is going to have, but um, there's no question about it. Somebody's coming for his throne, and there's no reason that it can't be just uh, Justin Jefferson or uh, Olabisi. Uh, so uh, with uh, who's uh, Olabisi Johnson is just going completely undrafted, so yeah. he's out there for free. Um, so just kind of keep your eyes on on uh, on the horizon if. Uh, uh, one of the receivers goes down, um, you're going to see 
uh, BC Johnson go out there and uh, pick some of that up. The nice uh, thing is with, with Justin Jefferson, he had a quarterback ready quarter uh, NFL ready quarterback throwing to him with Burroughs. So he's already he's already a little bit built built into the system. Uh, even if it's not this system particularly, he's uh, better prepared than a lot of guys are. So quickly, what do you think? Who who finishes first? Who finishes last in that division? Vikings number one. God, honestly, I kind of feel like I kind of feel like the Lions might be a little bit of a dark horse. If you haven't figured out by now, I'm not just an idiot when it comes to fantasy football. I also can't do anything else I'm supposed to do, like edit this thing. So. Our original intention was to put together an episode that had a full NFC breakdown. Instead, what you have is you have the first three, the North, the South, and the East, and we're going to finish with the West here soon. Um, I'm going to break it up into three or four different episodes so that way they're not an hour and a half long, and uh, I can get some content out there for you guys and make it usable. Uh, So, uh, for now, uh, this is what you get, the NFC North. Uh, We'll be back in a day or so with the NFC East and the NFC South. Uh, And after Sunday, we'll have the NFC West, too. Um, And maybe by the time week two or three rolls around, we'll have the AFC done for you, too. Uh, Cheers, guys. Stay awesome.